Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. A victory Monday. Have to talk 49ers versus Eagles. I hope everyone comes through and talks in chat. This is going to be a fun one. I decided to go live because this is just that big of a victory. The San Francisco 49ers absolutely handled the Philadelphia Eagles, of course. And now we are not quite 24 hours away, but uh, we had 24 hours almost to kind of sit on this. I t- think about the game. I want to go through, of course, grades. I want to go through my players of the game. But I want to talk more 49ers versus Eagles because it was such an important victory for the San Francisco 49ers and where they sit. And let's be honest, I want to quote the great uh, Johnny Drama on this victory, right? I mean, that's how we're all feeling right now. Uh, so good. And Josh is in chat. Josh says, Ant, my man. What a victory Monday. Eagles got a, got beat so badly, they went and signed Leonard. And they might go out and sign Zach Hurts too, right? I know that I saw that they have been in contact with him. They need to do something because their linebacker group got exposed by the San Francisco 49ers skill players. It was absolutely fantastic to see. 49ers just executed at a very high level at multiple positions. The offense looked unstoppable after those first two drives. Uh, the first two drives, I mean, that's pretty much how you don't want it to go, minus there being like a turnover or something really drastic uh, that you don't want to start all of your first six for negative two yards. Like they just got nothing going on the first two drives. But after that, it was just boom, boom, boom. The offense absolutely rolled long, extended drives. I was actually very surprised to see that the 49ers didn't win the, the possession battle. I thought the 49ers were going to have the ball a lot longer than the Philadelphia Eagles. But when I went and looked at the numbers, uh, the 49ers only had the ball for 28 minutes. So uh, the Philadelphia Eagles won the time of possession, which was actually very surprising to me. And what's up to Donald? How's it going? Welcome to the show. And uh, JP Hellahard said, like Debo said, Bradbury is trash. And Donald brings up a good point here. He says they still don't have an answer for Debo. And I think that's a big problem for a lot of the teams that are going to be playing the 49ers is you can find answers for one or two guys. I mean, there you can definitely make sure as a defense that you can limit the effectiveness of somebody or even a couple of guys where the 49ers, it gets a little bit troublesome because if you come into a game and your main intention is to limit Christian McCaffrey, 
then you can probably limit Christian's effectiveness to a point. But then who else do you limit? Do you take away Brandon Ayuk? If you go ahead and you go try to take away McCaffrey and Ayuk, that means Debo Samuel and George Kittle are probably going to get to you. And if you go into the game deciding to take away CMC and George Kittle, well, then that leaves you all kinds of problems because Brandon Ayuk is the number one route runner on the team and he can create separation. He can get open. And those are big time problems that you don't want to have. So the pick your poison method is huge. And actually last year after Mexico city, uh, Brandon Ayuk had a great quote. He said, we got too many dudes. And I think that rings true right now. And as long as the 49ers have these skill, the offensive line stays healthy and Brock Purdy stays healthy. San Francisco 49ers are going to be absolutely tough to stop. There has only been one game when they have been fully healthy that they have not scored over 30 points in a game, and that was Tampa Bay when they got 27. This 49ers offense is absolutely spectacular, and I think that's one of the problems that teams are going to face. Who do you limit and who do you take away? Because you can't take away everybody, and the 49ers playmakers have proven that when their opportunity comes, they execute at such a high level. So I, I agree with Donald completely. They have no answer for Debo. They didn't find one. And they haven't found an answer for any of these 49ers playmakers. Christian McCaffrey still got his. He reached his 1,000-yard mark the first time that that's happened in San Francisco since 2014 with a guy like Frank Gore, a Hall of Fame caliber player in Frank Gore. And I believe Christian McCaffrey's on his way to a Hall of Fame career as well. It's just spectacular play. McCaffrey's patience and vision Watching him, on there was one play he ran to the right. Uh, he gets through the hole. He jump cuts to the left. He jump cuts back to the right, makes Reed Blankenship miss and picks up an extra five or six yards. And Blankenship is one of their better tacklers. He was number one on the team coming into the game with 72 tackles. Uh, so, yeah, just a spectacular group. And what's up, Paul? My guy Paul is here. Big Papa says, hey, Ant, good to see you. And Mr. Johnson didn't go uh, get to watch the game except for the last quarter yesterday. And the win was fun. The win was a lot of fun. And this is one of those games I went back and I, I've watched some more. I've got the all 22 film now. So I'm going to do my breakdowns. And that's when I really get in depth on everything. In fact, I'm going to put, you know, upon further review, once I've started breaking down the film, exactly all the intricacies of how each player and team was playing. Uh, but I have watched it again. It's a, it's a spectacular game. 49ers definitely did what they wanted to do. And, if you have the opportunity, Paul, go back and watch this game. If, if it means you're going to watch an all 22 breakdown or whatever, watch it because the 49ers did some significant things on both sides of the field that broke tendency. Uh, so they were on point in this game. It was a master class in coaching and then execution from the players. You don't get there without having the great coaching and execution together. If one of those two fail, you don't get the type of performance you got against Philadelphia. If you're not getting the great play calling, the great X's and O's work by the coaches during the week, uh, then those players aren't in the best positions to be successful. But when you're a coach, one of the biggest obstacles is getting your players to be able to execute your game plan. And that's exactly what this 49ers team has been doing, executing a game plan at such a high level. Josh says Eli Ricks got picked on a bunch as well. Yeah, and the, the one that he's going to kind of live in infamy for for the rest of the season is Jawan Jennings beating him on the out pattern. Pure man coverage. They brought the blitz on Brock Purdy. By the way, Brock Purdy, 10 of 10 against the blitz for over 200 yards. Just don't blitz Brock Purdy. He's going to make you pay. 
But Jawan Jennings gets the ball near the sideline and he throws Ricks by, runs into the end zone for a touchdown. Huge play by Jawan Jennings. Another one, he ran a deep, uh, he kind of gave it the outside jab. He was going outside, then created separation for the inside break. They got a little natural rub. Very, very good stuff. It was absolutely great. So you're right. Jawan Jennings did such a good job. And what is up to David Campbell? David Campbell's in the house. And I like this uh, Dom Monday good vibes. Uh, yeah, Dom is the fact that we even know who Dom is, right? I don't, I don't ever want to know who any of these sideline guys are. The fact that we know who Dom is, it has led to some pretty, pretty hilarious memes and some interesting conversation. Of course, uh, anytime that you have situations like that, people want to talk about it. So it has been, but yeah, good vibes for the San Francisco 49ers. You know, the Eagles are going out and they're getting a linebacker and Shaq Leonard. Congratulations to them. Shaq Leonard's not going to get you past the 49ers. You're going to have to figure something else out. Zach Ertz, if you potentially make that signing, that's not getting you past the 49ers. 49ers are just too good for sure. And Donald says, big only bad time was Niners' first two drives. You're right. Six straight touchdown drives is ridiculous. I mean, absolutely fantastic. And uh, Paul says, our suspect O uh, line held up. Very, um, yeah, they held up and they did a good job. The offensive line did a good job of holding up in this football game. It was great. The holiday season is off and rolling when the NFL in full stride and NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up to minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four, Bet online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. For almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer, head to Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thank you so much, SG, for saying you love my hat. How's it going, SG? Uh, welcome to the chat. I'm doing pretty well. And I want to get into a lot of the things that happened in this game. I, I did, I took some notes and I wrote some stuff out that I really want to talk about because I thought there were some impressive things that the 49ers did. And I think they paint a picture of how they won this game. And every single week, you know, I do the game preview show and I really do try to pay as much attention as I can to how, what the 49ers need to do to win. So I want to lay it out in the game preview show it's not willy nilly. It's not what I, you know, just here and there points. No, these are actual points and, and matchups. I think the four years are going to go ahead and, and attack. So I want to kind of go through these a little bit. And my number one matchup of the game was on offense 49ers run game versus the Eagles defense. And the Eagles defense, I, I heard a lot of people talking about Eagles defense not being good, but the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, really exposed a defense that had only given up 85 yards per game on the ground. And the 49ers got 140, 148 yards on the ground. Absolutely spectacular against a Eagles team that was giving up half of that. Uh, so I thought that was good. And I thought in this game, one of the things was off of that run game, and Christian McCaffrey's a big part of it, but Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, and George Kittle were phenomenal. But it took all aspects and all guys to block at that caliber. And we've seen Brandon Ayuk make blocks, Ronnie Bell, Chris Conley. It was an effective and efficient uh, group of guys going out there and making sure they made their blocks 
And Christian McCaffrey only needs a little bit of space with his vision, his acceleration, his explosion. Uh, he's got all the tools. He can break tackles, everything. When you've got a Hall of Fame caliber running back and you've got a Hall of Fame caliber left tackle and tight end, you've got the potential to run the ball at all times. But the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, was pushing, putting pressure on those edge defenders, whether that was with toss plays or plays where they were running to the C-gap with outside zone or quick tosses. It was an effective attack on that. You want to be a pressure-style defense and bring pressure off the edge? That's great. It can leave you vulnerable in the run game. And I thought the 49ers did a really good job of taking advantage of that. And because that, it opened some things up. They used the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, uh, you know, want to get after Brock Purdy, aggressive style against them. Hassan Reddick gave up a reverse touchdown to Debo Samuel because he went down after Brock Purdy and ignored the play action. You want to ignore? Will you pay the, the consequences for it? What it allowed was George Kittle to go up and get upfield and block two guys. Touchdown 49ers in the run game with Debo Samuel. Being able to have effective run game is important, especially when you have a weapon like Debo that can kind of counteract the things that McCaffrey does and put pressure on you to defend both sides of the football, even in the run game. You pay too, too much attention to McCaffrey and you're on the backside of the defense and you come across, well, here comes Debo that one time you weren't ready and then you have a big time play. So I thought that was huge in the game. And I really, and I said in my, my film, uh, or I mean, my game preview show, early success in the run game will establish the play action. And I thought it did that in this game. So I thought that was huge for the 49ers to win those battles. They had to win those battles. They had to make sure uh, they were taking advantage of those opportunities. And I thought they did a really good job. And Donald has a question here. He says, should the 49ers try to get Ertz? I think it's always worth a phone call. Uh, Ross Dwelly did get nicked up in this game. I don't know the extents. Uh, extensive, you know, ramifications of what his injury will be. I don't know if it was something very small, something big. I don't know. But anytime you have an injury at a position, you can look to upgrade, and Zach Ertz is available out there. He does some different things than Charlie Warner does. Uh, Charlie Warner is definitely a really, really good blocker, but hasn't been as effective in the passing game. Zach Ertz is definitely effective. If you want to go 22 personnel, uh, or you want to go 12 personnel and you have George Kittle and Zach Ertz, you got to believe they are going to be very effective in the passing game. So it would give an added element to the 49ers offense. You still have Charlie Warner as your blocking tight end. So potentially that could be something they do. Don't know. I don't know if they would go that route. I think a lot of it depends on how much uh, money Zach Ertz wants, but he does want to play for a contender. So that's always a possibility. David Campbell says Debo's bling game is almost as good as his football game. Dude has 10 pounds of ice jewelry on that post-game uh, presser. Yeah, he looks solid, right? And he was all black, you know, wearing blacked out. Uh, him, Trent Williams, I mean, just, I mean, look clean and all black. Yeah, you're right. He had the ice flowing on that one. That ain't no middle of the mall stuff. Uh, that stuff is, is impressive. So, uh, yeah, well done, David Campbell, pointing out Debo Samuel is bringing that juice with the jewelry game. Uh, Josh says Brown had six solo tackles. I believe the kid is playing well. Jair Brown's doing a good job. You know, uh, I did the Ant Hill show earlier, and that's one thing me and Jay Hill were talking about was, hey, we're not talking Jair Brown. Like, he's not coming up. And if he's not coming up, that means he's doing his job. And what I mean is coming up as far as, you know, getting making tackles down the field because he's getting beaten coverage. He's doing a really good job in that, that dynamic and that fact. So 
I have been a fan of the way the Jair Browns come in and play. And really, they needed that because you had the big injury to Talano Fong. You lose an all-pro. You need consistent safety play. And I think we saw that Jair Brown right now is going to be consistent. This was the game I kind of circled as a fact of Jair Brown came in against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They didn't really have time to prepare for what he was going to be doing, but neither did he. But Seattle was a short week, so they didn't really get to game plan to take advantage of Jair Brown. Well, the Eagles had every opportunity to take to try to game plan to take advantage of Jair Brown, and they weren't able to. It means he's playing solid football. Uh, so good call on that, Josh. I really like that a lot. Uh, SG says, thoughts on Dre Greenlaw's ejection, which involved Dom. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't think he should have been ejected. I, I didn't think it last night. I don't think it now. I don't, I'm not even sure it was a full-fledged penalty, uh, but I could have lived with it, right? If a referee calls that, it's one of those judgment calls. I could have lived with 15 yards. I don't really like the fact that a security guard got into, and it's a team security, not like a, a you know arena security or anything, but why are they there? Didn't like the, the overall ending of it. I don't believe he should have been kicked out. I think the NFL's got to be better. They had super slow motion. They know he wasn't throwing a one-inch punch. I think he just needs to, you know, Dre Greenlaw needs to make sure he decides to handle this different and turn and walk away. But in the same regard, something needs to be done. You can't have non-players and non-coaches coming up and getting into, into a player's faces. Uh, so I think there was a little bit of bad on both sides, some things that possibly neither one of these, these guys should have been doing. Uh, but, you know, you live and you learn, and hopefully we don't have to talk about Dom anymore. I'm definitely... Uh, getting past the whole Dom situation and ready to move on to just football because uh, to me it was just a kind of a black mark on the whole team and the whole game, and it, it shouldn't even have happened. Dre Greenlaw should have been on that field playing for his team, but uh, that's okay. So one other thing we talked about, will line, it, everything will make the linebackers eager to come up in the run game allowing big plays, and that was the truth. The 49ers were able to take advantage of those linebackers Debo Samuel with the big play breaks Morrow's tackle and he takes it to the house. That was huge. Later on in the game, Christian McCaffrey running a wheel route. He gets matched up one-on-one on Ellis. That's a win. So the 49ers took advantage of those linebackers. They got them stepping up. They put them in vertical stretches as far as coverage, like the Debo touchdown. He was in conflict. Do I stay deep on Ronnie Bell? Do I come up on Debo Samuel? He got caught in no man's land. That gave Debo enough uh, space to be able to break that tackle with momentum. And then once he gets the ball in the open field, there's absolutely no one better than that. The one thing I thought the 49ers needed to do that they didn't was win time of possession. 49ers with 28 minutes and 21 seconds of possession, Philadelphia Eagles 31-39. So it ended up being close, but I thought the 49ers needed to win time of possession to win the game. They did not because they had explosives like the Debo play. Uh, so they got it done right there. Take the crowd out of the game I thought was going to be huge. And by the time the 49ers got to the middle of the third quarter, into the third quarter, early fourth, the crowd was completely out of the out of the picture, and most of them were leaving the game. And all of that took the pressure off the offensive line. Now, here was an interesting stat, because I always talk about third downs on the show. I, I think it's very important. Your third down effectiveness is very important to your team winning. It helps with time of possession, but it just continues to drive. How about this? The 49ers were 72% on third down conversions on offense. Ridiculous. The 49ers averaged 44% on the season. 
This was a master class on third down. Now, the Eagles aren't the best defense on third down. They normally give up 45% conversion rate. But there's a big difference between giving up 45% and giving up 72%. The 49ers not only were on schedule and had short third downs that they converted on, but when the time needed to come, Brock Purdy converted on third down. And think about this. They started 0-2 on third downs in the game. The first two series, 0-2. You know, and, and then they end 72% on red zones. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, on third down conversions. But also in the red zone. Four for four in the red zone. If you want to win games, you convert on third down. You don't turn over the ball. And when you get in the red zone, you score touchdowns. That's exactly what the 49ers did. Four of four in the red zone. And, of course, we know Eagles are two of four. They missed two opportunities. Those are two field goals early. The 49ers get right back to it. So, oh, wow. It was just it, those types of things are absolutely huge uh, for the 49ers. And what's up, Pern? Pern's in chat says, Eagles now know what it's like to play a real NFL team. The 49ers are not a barely win team, LOL. And Debo left his mark two, 19 and 19 points scored. I like the correlation there. I like the correlation, the 19 points that they allow. And what's up to Tio Roberto? I'm guessing you changed your name to Roberto because it sounds more exotic. Uh, says Dom is the Eagles' new mascot since they are now the dominated. Ooh, I like that. Not, not a lot of love for Dom in the chat, I'll tell you that much. Um, it's so funny that this – and Pern says no one saw Kittle's block. If you're talking about the block that he made on the touchdown from Debo on the counter, I saw it. It's fantastic. There's lots of great blocks. Ronnie Bell had a tackle. I, I don't know how what else to call it on the Debo run, followed by a forearm to the back of the neck. It was just absolutely crazy. Uh, so those types of things are great. And what's up to my guy, Jay in the Bay? He's in the house. Said, what's good, Ant? What a win by our 49ers. It was. It was fantastic. Uh, it's one of those ones you just have to talk about because you're just full of exuberance and happiness. I've seen a lot of people. Some came through chat and said, hey, it's cathartic. Uh, it was just fantastic that they won. Uh, Jay, I don't know if you guys are doing any shows. I don't know if you guys are doing a show tonight. If you are, uh, put it in chat. I'll go ahead and shout it out that you, if you guys are doing anything um, anything tonight. I know a lot of times you guys do stuff, so let me know, and I'll, I'll give you a, a shout-out to all the listeners that go check you out. Jay in the Bay, you can follow him on YouTube, uh, Twitter, everything, but if he's doing a show, I want to know. David Campbell says they converted a big fourth down, too. Good call. Good situation, right? Fourth and one, they lined it up, and everyone, I mean, I think everyone knows. I knew. I, I said right away, they're going to McCaffrey, they're going to the left side behind Trent Williams, and the 49ers executed at a high level. Christian McCaffrey got, you know, one and a half, two yards on the play. It was fantastic. Great execution. Uh, yeah, that was a big fourth down conversion. Well done there. Uh, and I think that's exactly what you have to, you know, you have to do. And Freddie McDray says when Debo talks, he backs it up. He does. He definitely proved it right there. Uh Hey, what's up to my guy, Mark Burrell? How's it going? He says, what's up, coach? Bang, bang. Uh, glad you stopped through, Mark. Always good to have former players come through. I'm glad uh, I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm sure you enjoyed the game, Mark. You must have been going crazy, right? Uh, that was just fantastic. Always love when you come through, so thanks for stopping through. I really, really appreciate that. And Jan says, so satisfying. Didn't wish injury upon anybody, but the Eagles got a taste of what it was like for a few drives. They were they were dealing with it. And, you know, Jalen Hurts, 
left the field uh, concussion potentially. I, you know, I don't know. He got cleared really fast. I don't know what it was. All I know is they did not want any part of what the 49ers were throwing down right there. It was just a great performance overall. Brock Purdy, 19 of 27, 314 yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers. Jalen Hurts threw the ball 45 times. You can't win in this league throwing the ball 45 times. 26 of 45, 298 yards and a touchdown. I'll give Hurts credit. He did not turn over the football. In fact, there were no turnovers in this game, which is a little surprising. 49ers come into the game plus 11 in turnovers. And Philadelphia minus two. The odds were that Philadelphia was going to turn it over. They didn't. Leading rusher for the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, 17 carries, 93 yards and a touchdown. Another solid performance. He goes over 1,000 yards. Jalen Hurts, seven carries for 20 yards and a touchdown. And, of course, they made him earn it on that tush push. And then you look at Debo, four for 116 and two touchdowns. A.J. Brown, eight catches, but 114 yards, no touchdowns. Charverius Ward, Ambry Thomas, Diamond Lenore, they did a good job of making sure A.J. Brown stayed out of the end zone, and that's really huge. And then when you look at the the – the catches for the 49ers. Debo had the four. George Kittle has four for 68, a 17-yard average. He had that one big catch. But he also had that first third down conversion, which was huge. Purdy going through his progressions, ends up finding George. That was a big, pivotal play. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, five catches, 46 yards, and a touchdown. That touchdown, what a catch. What a spectacular catch to be able to hold on to the ball and a full laid-out diving. I wish Brock would have thrown a little bit better football, but Brandon Ayuk gets it done. What a catch on that play, uh, and that really set the tone. You didn't have to kick a field goal. You got a touchdown. Absolutely huge. Jawan Jennings, three catches, 44 yards, 14.7 average, one touchdown. And if he would have gotten an extra half yard, he would have converted all three on third down. He was just spectacular. McCaffrey, three catches, 40 yards. It, they're just It's a master class. These guys were handling business, and that's exactly what you have to do. You know, as an offense, you have to make sure you go in there and you handle business, and the 49ers absolutely did. And SG says this win was so satisfying, and I think that's the great part. You know, it is so satisfying. Um, yeah, Jay, the base says thanks, and the Straight Out of the Bay crew will be live tonight at 8.15 p.m. Pacific. So if you guys like good content, go check them out. Uh, they always do good. It's Jay in the Bay. They got Baller. Uh, they got Kelts. Uh, they got to mean the dream. Go check them out. Give them some support uh, and see what they have to say about the game. I'm sure it's going to be a great show, so go check it out. Subscribe to the channel if you guys haven't already. Subscribe to my channel if you haven't already. If this is your first time watching, I really appreciate it. Like and, and subscribe. Uh, I always appreciate having you guys coming through. And Josh is happy for Kinlaw, and I think that's a good thing. I mean, this 49ers defense did such a good job. And when you're talking about the defensive game plan, it had to stop with, with stopping the run. It had to start with stopping the run. And the 49ers stopped the run so well. They held them under 50 yards, a team that averages 133 yards a game, and you hold them to 50. And then when you're talking about pressures, Jalen Hurts was pressured 46 times. It seemed like he had all day, and I think Nick Bosa gave us a little insight that that was the plan. They wanted to make him see the rush uh, so that way he would focus on it. But their whole plan was to keep him in the pocket and make him try to defeat them from uh, the pocket. And for the most part, they did a good job. But when you're talking about defensive pressures, and this is according to PFF, and I know there'll be a little bit of difference from different sites, but Bosa led the team with eight pressures. Chase Young, seven. 
Armstead with a bad foot, six. Javon Kinlaw, five pressures. Two of those were sacks. So bravo to Javon Kinlaw. Randy Gregory, five pressures. Could have had a sack. Couldn't quite get to Jalen Hurts in time. Cleveland Farrell, four pressures. Javon Hargrave, four pressures. So 46 pressures overall. Kalia Davis also with a sack in this football game. Uh, that's what you had to do. You had to confuse him. You had to put some pressure on him. And another goal was takeaway reads. One and two with sticky coverage. And they did that. Hertz had to hold on to the football, sometimes for a long time. Great coverage on the back end. Good job and good effort by the 49 defensive line, keeping him within the pocket. I thought it was a very, very good game plan. And then don't let A.J. Brown beat you. Uh, and the four years did that. They gave up yards over 100 and you know 100 yards in the game, but they held them out of the end zone. They held them out of those big explosive plays that flip momentum their way. I thought it was a good job. Four years really didn't have very many explosives early in the game. AJ had some big catches on third down on slant plays where they either used a rub or were able to get uh, Traverius Ward after run over a offensive player coming towards him and create separation. Those worked out well later in the game. Those things weren't there, and the 49ers really did a good job at pass rush late integrity going in this game was going to be huge. And the 40 yards answered that bell in a big way. So yeah, it's good to see the 40 yards defense playing at a high level. And that's exactly, you know, what you needed it to be. And Pern says that hit on Swift. I thought his head came off, but it was just a foot. It's just a football LMFAO. When you're talking about the hit by Diamond Lenore, it was picture perfect. He put his shoulder right in the chest he kept his head out of it. That was a great play by Diamond Lenore, and it was the uh, you know the final the final nail there in the coffin of the Philadelphia Eagles in that game. Uh, he just absolutely dismantled him. They call that decleating. That was a decleat uh, play. That was huge for sure. Uh, and that's exactly what you had to have happen in that in that moment. And David Campbell says, "I haven't heard any fire Wilkes talk lately, right? I mean, that went away quickly. I mean, people wanted him on the sideline. Now he's on the sideline." Hopefully there'll be no more of that talk. Steve Wilkes is just putting together a masterclass. He's so good right now. I'm actually afraid the four years might lose him in the offseason. I was hoping they'd be able to keep him for a couple of years to keep some continuity on the defensive side of the ball. But his defense is playing so good. It's not fire Wilkes, but some other team is probably going to want to hire Wilkes. And, and that's the truth. Team Cali, what's up? Says, what's up, Coach Ant? It's been a while. What a game, huh? I read some comments on Eagle platform that the refs cheated them all game. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's sour grapes, to be honest with you. I thought the referees did a good job. There were calls going both ways. Actually, penalties were pretty even. 49ers had five penalties against them. Eagles had seven penalties against them. Uh, to me, I thought it was one of the most well-called uh, you know, games in a while. And you always have 50-50 calls. You feel like they could go either way. But for the most part, they let these teams play. It was a playoff atmosphere, and they let them play playoff caliber football. That's exactly what you want. Let the players decide the game on the field. Don't have referees be a part of it. To me, that's just sour grapes. All the things that they complained that the 49ers did after the NFC Championship game, they're doubling down and doing themselves. So uh, never a good look, and welcome. I'm glad you came through, Team Cali. Welcome back. Always love when you come through. Uh, SG says, as a San Francisco 49ers fan, I don't know why people keep bashing Javon uh, Kinlaw and saying that he's trash and they need to give him more respect and love. Um, I think it's you set these high standards for players, especially with their first round picks, whether it's warranted or not. You set these the, the bar so high that you're like, hey, we want these guys need to be this. And 
let's be honest. When John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan drafted Javon Kinlaw, they were drafting him to replace DeForest Buckner. And DeForest Buckner was a Pro Bowl caliber defensive tackle, a really good pass rusher, and that was going to be tough for anyone to live up to. You throw in the fact that Javon Kinlaw got thrust into action a little bit early because of injuries, and then he suffered an injury himself. And it's just been an uphill climb since. The good thing is the 49ers brought in Javon Hargrave. They took the pressure off Javon Kinlaw. He's been able to settle into a role, and he is thriving in the role he's in. So I'm very happy for him, and I'm focused on you know what he's going to be able to do to help you know this team overall. And I think that's exactly what you're looking for you know, when you're talking about the 49ers, it's just constant improvement. And I see this here from uh, Josh. He says the missing Goddard is huge as well. It is. They're going to get Dallas Goddard back. Their, their offense is going to get a little bit better. They're finding him over the middle of the field will be important. That was one element the 49ers didn't have to worry about. And so that could be an added element the 49ers have to face uh, when they get to the playoffs if they match up against again with the Eagles. Uh, but, yeah, they didn't have him in this game, and that could be. Donald says, but let's now focus on the Hawks because they are a desperate team now is going to have to lock things down. I think that's a good point. And we will turn attention to the Seahawks here pretty soon uh, because, you know, that game is going to be coming up and that game is going to be huge uh, for the 49ers, you know, because if they 49ers uh, get a bit win over the Seahawks, they pretty much in the Seahawks hopes of winning the NFC West. That is for sure. Donald says, what do you think the odds Eagles lose to the Cowboys? I think there's a pretty good odd. You have the, the Cowboys coming off the extended buy, um, but the 49ers just put together a blueprint on how to defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Dallas has different players. They have different talent. Their strengths and weaknesses are different, uh, but you can take some things here and there away from it. And I said on the Ant Hill show, and, and I completely believe this, uh, one of the keys to win for the Dallas Cowboys is get Brandon Cooks the football because Brandon Cooks, you can put him in the slot, you can let him work against those slot corners, and really that's the problem. Whether they're playing uh, Cooks there or they're playing CeeDee Lamb there, I think that's a matchup issue. And then they have Jake Ferguson. He can make some plays as well. Tony Pollard's a matchup problem for those Eagles linebackers. As long as Dak Prescott doesn't get in his own way, I think the Dallas Cowboys have a pretty good chance to win that football game. And that's exactly what you, we need from the 49ers is for – uh, the Dallas Cowboys will win that game, so the Niners can get to that number one seed. So let's take a look at the PFF grades. I, I, I want to get a, a little bit of a base. I'm just going to go over the top five guy, uh, top five players, and then I'm going to go over my grades for each position. Uh, Adebo Samuel was at 86.1 in his 49 snaps. McCaffrey was second on offense with 85.6 with 52 snaps. Brock Purdy was third with an 80.9 and 55 snaps. Elijah Mitchell, 77.5. He only had five snaps. And then Ayuk, 76.5. So the big players making big plays. And when I looked at it, you know, I really thought Brock Purdy was superb in this game. I gave Brock Purdy an A. I thought overall he handled his business at a high level. He was getting the 49ers into the right plays. He was executing those plays. He wasn't making mistakes. He threw the ball away when he needed to throw the ball away. He made the right decisions when he was supposed to. He looked like a big-time quarterback in a big-time game that excelled to another level. Fantastic with an A. Christian McCaffrey was phenomenal. Whether he was running the football or catching the football in the backfield, big A for McCaffrey. Throw in the fact that you get Elijah Mitchell uh, having a couple of big carries, take a little bit of pressure off McCaffrey during the game. Big-time A for the running back room. Wide receivers, how can you not give him an A? Debo Samuel, 
Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings doing their business, Ronnie Bell making blocks in the open field, big time A for the 49ers wide receivers, tight end, George Kittle did it all, blocked, caught, uh, everything you're supposed to do, Charlie Warner getting some dirty, gritty blocks, making some plays on special teams, A for the 49ers tight end. Comes to the O-line, this one's always up in the air, but I thought the O-line did a really good job against a really good defense. And I did not give them an A, but I gave them a B plus. I thought there's still a lot of room for growth, but I had to kind of elevate their grade a little bit because they played so good against such a talented defense. Kyle Shanahan and Chris Furster did a good job of taking the pressure off them, but they were superb in run blocking. And so I had to take that into consideration. And I think they did a really good job. And that's why I gave them the grades that high because I thought they just played a really good. And that's what the four years need. The 49ers needed, you know, to have a really good uh, grade, you know, for all of their offensive line. They needed it. Uh, Jan says Dallas is going to be playing with a, a playing a beat up Eagles team. Uh, that's definitely the truth. They are going to be uh, battling a tough defense there, uh, but I think the Dallas Cowboys are up for it. Playing a tough Eagles team. Uh, Eagles are beat up. They're still dealing with some injuries. Goddard will probably be coming back. Yeah, but we don't know what the status is of some of their guys that did play. Uh, some guys played in this game, but I don't know if they're as effective because they're dealing with injuries. Josh says, so the Eagles defense has played over 150 snaps in the last two games. Yikes. Yeah, they've been playing a lot on defense. The 90, the 90 snaps that they played against the Buffalo Bills was ridiculous. Uh, and then they had to play more this week as well. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be tough uh, for sure. And, you know, that's exactly what, when you're looking at it, you know, the teams you're looking at time that they're spending on the field. I know they played three games in 13 days, but the 49ers had done that as well. Uh, before that, the 49ers had played three games in 12 days. So this is something that befells every single NFL team. It just happens. Uh, the highest ranked 49ers players on defense were Fred Warner at 90.2, Nick Bosa at 85.6, Dre Greenlaw at 78.8. Of course, Dre ends up, you know, missing most of the, most of the second half. Javon Hargrave, 74.6, and Kalia Davis, top five according to PFF with a 71.3. I'm interested to get into his, his reps this week in the All-22 film. That's one I'm really important uh, that I want to see. Defensive line, I give the 49ers defensive line a B plus. I thought they played really well. I thought there were some opportunities maybe that they missed getting Jalen Hurts to the ground. Uh, they lost contain a couple of times, so I couldn't give them an A. But I thought it was a superb game. I thought they played unselfish. They did their job for the most part. So I wanted to recognize them, and I gave them a solid B B plus. Linebackers, I gave an A minus. I couldn't give it higher than than that because Dre Greenlaw lost his cool and got kicked out. But I thought Oren Burks came in and played really good in this game, and the fact that Oren Burks came in and played so well um, made me feel comfortable with the linebacker room. So A minus for the linebackers. Secondary A. I thought the way they held up, they battled the whole game. The game plan consisted of them being in coverage for a long time. Uh, we saw Diomino Lenore give up his first touchdown uh, in a long time. But uh, to me, I thought they battled. They were you know, very intent on making sure everything was difficult for the Eagles. And I thought they did a very good job from safeties to corners. It was a team effort. Uh, one more grade. I gave the Eagles sideline an F. Uh, thanks a lot, Dom, for coming through. I graded you out as an F for the way that you came through and handled the end of the football game. So I didn't like that as well. And what's up, Paul? Paul says, it's Victory Monday, Donald. That's right, everyone. Enjoy Victory Monday. It's a it's a great day. 
enjoy the game, right? Enjoy the, the victory of 49ers defeating the Eagles 42 19. Pern says Dallas versus Eagles may be the best 42 win. <laughs> oh, yeah. Both teams, 49ers scored 42 points against. Fact that the 49ers dominated in both of those matchups is absolutely crazy. Uh, those are the, you know, presumably the top, you know, two teams that the 49ers, you know, would have to battle the top two teams in the in the NFC. Of course, Detroit could be thrown into that as well. They've been pretty good. And the 49ers haven't played them uh, yet. They would probably only they would only play them in the playoffs. So uh, until then, we won't know. But the two teams that they have had to play, they've definitely taken advantage of. As far as my wow, that's bold. Uh, the only one I got right was Brock with no turnovers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had two touch. I had Christian McCaffrey getting two touchdowns. He only got one because Debo Samuel's greedy and he needed a three. I'm just kidding. I, I loved every single second of Debo getting all of those plays uh, because exactly what you want to happen happened. You know, the four years making explosives. And when you make explosives, uh, you can change the game. Of course, you want long drives, but when you can have long drives that use time of possession, but also big time explosive plays that can flip momentum in your direction. Uh, it's absolutely huge. So my straight beast of the game is going to be Debo Samuel. That's my offensive player of the game. Uh, it could have went a, a variety of different ways. There were so many players on the 49ers at a huge game. I just thought Debo came in. He had talked it up and he backed it up and he had three touchdowns, a career high for Debo Samuel. He was spectacular in all aspects of the game. Two touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. Had to be Debo Samuel. My block is hot defensive player of the game. I'm giving it to Javon Kinlaw. And there could be arguments for a lot of different players. There's a lot of guys that stepped up. Tarverius Ward had another good game. But I thought Javon Kinlaw in this game was excellent against the run. He got after the quarterback. He played his role. Fantastic. Two sacks in the game. I'm giving it to Kinlaw. And then when we're talking about the hurt business, these are guys that are bringing the pain, hitting it hard. Uh, making big-time plays as far as with contact. Dre Greenlaw, he's the enforcer of the 49ers. He set the tone, and he makes those big-time hits. He's added tons of players to the hurt business in this game. Uh, he, he's on there. And then Diomero Lenore. Was that not just the biggest hit that we've seen in a long time in the 49ers land? It reminded me of the old days uh, with Deshaun Goldson or with Ronnie Lott or uh, Dante Whitner. You know, absolute guys who would change the game by making people fearful going over the middle, it was good to see Diameter Lenore go ahead and go out there and get it done and make some big-time plays. And what's up, Ernest? Ernest says, Ant, do you think the Fourniers did enough damage to the Eagles or Dallas has a fighting chance to win on Sunday? I do think Dallas has a, a, a chance to win on Sunday. Their game in, in Philadelphia a couple weeks ago was very tough. Let's be honest. Jake Ferguson is a half yard further into the end zone. That's a touchdown. Uh, if Dak Prescott doesn't stand out of bounds, step out of bounds, that's a touchdown. There were opportunities, but they didn't take advantage of them. Now they're going to be playing at home. They've got to take advantage of them. They're highly motivated. Yes, I think Dallas can beat the Eagles, but it's not going to be easy. Philadelphia Eagles are going to be looking to respond. They're going to feel like they need to respond. Uh, but if Dallas can go ahead and take advantage of them right here, this is the opportunity for the 49ers to potentially get that number one seed with all things though, for, even if the 49ers get it, they have to hold on to it. They have to still beat the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Ravens, the commanders and the Rams and the Rams right now in position to potentially get into the playoffs right now. They got something to play for Arizona is not playing bad. So it's going to be tough sledding 
uh, for the 49ers. That's for sure. Jans has been calling Brock baby goat from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, you weren't wrong. You weren't wrong, Jan. Take your victory lap. That is for sure. Um, because you know, Hey, he's playing really well. I mean, he's got to win Super Bowls, right? Steve Young famously said that he goes, you know, Joe was the goat. Joe won Super Bowls and I got to get some. And Steve got one and he was put up into that category. You want to be considered one of the greatest of all time. You have to win Super Bowls. We know that's what Brock, Pur Brock Purdy's goal is. And that's what the 49ers want. That's for sure. Uh, Josh says the Hawk and Hitner were the best. As far as the tandem, bringing the heat, whoo, those two dudes brought the heat and they brought the wood in a big way. Uh, they, they made people fearful of coming over the middle of the field. That's for sure. And uh, the celebration, right, with the Hawk, with the arms out, ooh, so good. Uh, just absolutely fantastic. He's, he's a, a beast. And so, yeah, I, I agree with that. And Team Cowley says, I thought that hit caused a fumble, but I guess it wasn't. Yeah, it was bang, bang. It was close. Uh, a lot of people have said to me that they thought it was a fumble. I thought live it was incomplete, but I could see it either way. After watching it back, it was definitely something that was close enough. I'm surprised they probably, you know, I don't know what time it was, but Shanahan probably wasn't going to review that just because of the situation and how the 49ers were dominating. Uh, but if it would have been called a turnover on the field, you know, then it could have been reviewed. Uh, so it's interesting. And Ernest says, it is the GOAT. I appreciate that so much. I really do. And, uh, you know, I think that anytime that you have big games like this, you got to kind of take a look at them. Of course, during this week, we're going to get in all into Seattle. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to, to get into Seattle again. We have recent film on them, which means we have a really good idea of what they're going to be. Kenneth Walker is going to be potentially back for this game. We'll see. Have to monitor that. But they've got their back against the wall. They've got their back against the wall. They know that the San Francisco 49ers are looking to win the West, but they've got to get into the playoffs. And right now the Rams hold a tiebreaker over the Seattle Seahawks by defeating them twice. Uh, so that's really tough. And SG says as well that, uh, let's see, here it is. Ant, you're the GOAT. I appreciate that as well. Um, so thank you so much. As far as bringing the heat, I love Mike Allstott rambling, tumbling, boom. Allstott was one of the great ones. He really was. That was a great time in football, just having him go ahead and, and beast it up and all that. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, guys, I appreciate you all coming through. Thank you so much for watching this episode brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Tons of content coming out this week. Of course, we're going to talk some more uh, Eagles through uh, at the beginning. I'm going to do my upon further review where I go through the All-22 and get a, a more extensive breakdown. And then we're going to be turning attention to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, so thank you guys so much for watching. If you can, like and subscribe to the video, audio platform, give it a five-star rating. I really appreciate it. But until the next one, I'll catch, I hope you guys are all stay, stay, stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers way.